stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, well, a tragic story from last night. Story here from Global News. Alcohol is believed to be involved in a late-night collision Tuesday that killed a pedestrian. But police say it wasn't the driver who was impaired. The victim, a man in his 40s or 50s, was hit uh, by a vehicle in the intersection of McLeod Trail and Southland Drive, southeast, just after 10 p.m. Police say the victim was walking westbound across McLeod Trail at Southland Drive when he was hit. Police confirmed to Global News the man was panhandling at the time. So what, what are we to make of a story like this? Obviously, uh, when, when panhandling involves intersections, um, people walking amongst vehicles, there, there is a, a greater risk of, of something like this happening. Is this something police need to crack down on? Is this something that perhaps people need to discourage by not giving to panhandlers? Do we need to have a better understanding uh, of what leads somebody to, to that situation? Why they're out there? So a lot of questions that, that this case raises. I want to explore some of this uh, with our guest, uh, Diane Cressy, is with the Calgary Homeless Foundation. Diane, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for inviting me. All right. Well, look, I mean, obviously a, a tragic loss of life, but, um, you know, what, what kind of conclusions should we take from this? What kind of conclusions should we avoid making from this? Well, I would start with, you know, it is tragic. A, a human life was lost. Um, I don't personally know the, the situation of the gentleman who was apparently intoxicated and apparently panhandling, but we know he was a person and surely um, this was not the high point of his life. Uh, so there was risk there, and then obviously there's sadness around him for that loss of life. There's also, you know, sadness and trauma for the for the person who was behind the vehicle mm-hmm. and other witnesses who may have seen this, right? This is what, uh, you know, they're experiencing right now, some trauma themselves from having been involved in this. So I feel for them as well. But as a community, we all need to look at these situations and say, what is really happening in our in our city? And so, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to jump to, or sometimes people want to make assumptions, well, everybody panhandling must be homeless, or they must be uh, addicted to some form of drug, and, and simply that's not the case. Uh, certainly some are, but there's a whole bigger world of things happening that we really need to slow down and look at. And what are those things? So first of all, when we're looking at vulnerability, you often hear people talk about, oh, these people are vulnerable. Absolutely, um, persons who are experiencing homelessness are vulnerable because they're in a vulnerable situation. Any one of us in this city, any one of us with any title or any name or whatever we do, we're vulnerable as human beings. We can experience an event. It can be stress. It can be a job loss. Maybe it's domestic violence or, you know, some kind of situation uh, for children, you know, abuse or anything that then makes us vulnerable. And the more vulnerable we become, the more at risk we become to becoming homeless. So it can be poverty and a bunch of things, but it could happen to any one of us. There is no one class of people that you can put, you know, hyphens around and say they are vulnerable. They just become more vulnerable when they become homeless. So let's, it could happen to any one of us. When we're talking about people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, there are people who are experiencing homelessness right now simply because they do not have enough income. They've never been involved with the justice system. They've never, they don't have a mental health issue. They're not addicted to any substance like opiates or anything like that. They are hardworking people who are uh, what we would call the working class poor. They're not making enough money to pay rent. They can't get into affordable housing, housing uh, which we don't have enough of in this city. 
And so they end up in shelter systems trying to do jobs that they can to get more money, and some of them actually panhandle, right, to help to try to make enough money to get a down payment for affordable housing. There are also people who have mental health issues that engage in behaviors on the street uh, while in homelessness, panhandling being one of them, not addicted to any substance, but definitely um, struggling with mental health issues and engaging in behaviors that they see within the peer group they're, they're with on the street. And then there is, yes, there's absolutely those that do panhandle um, that are suffering from mental health issues, including addiction, and addiction is part of mental health, and they're panhandling for money. That doesn't mean the money is always going to drugs. It, you know, sometimes the money actually goes to food. Sometimes they're panhandling for money they share with other people to buy food. Um, and sometimes the money does go to drugs, um, but what we've also learned about that is that there's no research or evidence out there that says if you panhandle and you get money, you're more likely to panhandle more. Or it's going to get worse in your city. I haven't seen that research. If it's out there, I'd love to see it. So I think we just have to take a step back and say, what are the issues? Mental health for community, treating people compassionately that are in vulnerable situations, and starting to deal with those bigger issues on a community front that we all own. In a situation like this, and, and I've seen it and, and perhaps others have, have as well, where there are panhandlers who are waiting in intersections when cars are stopped at a red light, they're, they're going from vehicle to vehicle asking for money. Is that not a dangerous situation? Is that something that, that we need to be discouraging? Well, I think, first of all, I think there's an element of um, safety issue for two things, the person in the vehicle and the person who's out there uh, engaging in the behavior of panhandling. Uh, certainly, I think there's opportunities to engage with a person who's panhandling, who's walking down the street on a red light, uh, for you to make a choice. First of all, is not to judge the person, because often what happens right away is, oh my gosh, this person's coming, they're panhandling, they must be a drug addict, I, I'm in harm's way. Uh, and we can slow down that right away by, first of all, in our head saying, okay, this person's coming towards me. Um, you don't want them on the street, you're on your road. But the first thing in my head should be to humanize the situation. I wonder what this man's name is. I wonder what her story is. I'm not asking you to ask that, but in your head, just humanize the person coming up to you. Clearly, they are not in a, having a good day. You know, something in their life is not working well if they're out on the street panhandling. When they come close to you, you can roll the window down three or four inches, stay safe in your car, and say to the person, you know, and then it's your choice. You can say to the person, sorry, I'm not giving you money today, but I hope you have a good day. And, you know, try to stay safe. It's really not safe for you on the road. Hope you find an agency that can help you. One, you're highlighting be safe on the road. Two, you're having a normal human interaction with a person that shows compassion, and you haven't given any money. That's a powerful thing to the person who's out there trying to panhandle, who clearly has no self-esteem left or is suffering some other issues. Uh, the issue of whether you should give money, you can choose um, to give money and people would say, well, are you enabling the drug addiction? Well, first of all, we don't know that it's drug addiction, but you can give the same thing. The person comes to the window, you roll it down two inches and you say, listen, I only have a few change. Here you go. I hope you're safe today. I hope you access some resources. There's community agencies out there willing to help you. Hope you get off the street. Be safe. That 10 second conversation is a way to inform and also, you know, let that person know that the community cares. That's one thing you can do yeah. on the street, right? 
uh, without, you know, rolling down your window, putting yourself in harm's way, aggravating the person who's coming to you that may or may not have a health issue, a mental health issue. You, you want to stay safe in your car and, you, you know, you can keep your car door locked. Two-inch roll down of the window keeps you safe and, you know, just treat the person as a person, Right. Right. Now, the, the advice that, that we've been given from, from police, in particular from others, is that perhaps it is more helpful in the long term to give money to agencies, to nonprofits, rather than to individuals or to panhandlers. Uh, would you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think when you're looking at big picture um, solutions to situations, you know, it's always complex. But if you say to the person who rolls down the window and say, listen, I'm not giving you money, but I'm going to give to, a, to an agency and I hope you get those services. That's wonderful. Have the human interaction. And then as a community, support agencies that are doing important work to help people who are vulnerable. And there's a whole list of agencies that people can donate to. Right. And I think that is absolutely important as well. But I also think, you know, there, there is a reality on the street, and I, I know this is hard for people to hear, but there is pride amongst certain people on the street. It's a violent world out there. There are some people who are choosing to panhandle because they see that as the lesser evil or the lesser um, trauma to themselves and perhaps engaging in some other behaviors to get money, which could include putting their physical safety at even higher risk through exploitation for men and women, sexual exploitation, uh, and or engaging in other crimes um, to get the money they need. So there is this kind of sense of um, pride and hierarchy on the street saying, listen, at least I'm not doing this. And we don't want to judge people, but that is the reality of what street life is like. Well, important things to consider. Much more at calgaryhomeless.com. Diana, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh, Diana Cressy is president and CEO of the Calgary Homeless Foundation, calgaryhomeless.org. So uh, some other issues that she thinks we should consider when thinking about panhandling or dealing with a panhandler. Certainly those who panhandle at intersections, I, I think, are in a much more dangerous situation than somebody who's, you know, sitting on, on, a, on a sidewalk. And we see evidence of that, I, I think, from what happened last night by the sounds of it. Uh, police say the individual was panhandling at the time, was on McLeod Trail at Southbound, uh, Southland Drive when he was hit. Police say alcohol was a factor, but it was not the driver who was impaired. So suggesting that alcohol was a factor in the part of the pedestrian. Uh, it is a tragedy, obviously. How do we avoid this? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.